interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, comics, cosplay, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo. And the sponsor in our hearts is a video that's going around the fish internet tube. right now. The fish tube. I was in Kay's car on the way back from Evermore, which we will talk about later, and I was losing my mind, like tears were coming out of my eyes. We were on the way to Denny's. Yeah, and um, I, I was just like, I hope Kay finds this as fucking funny as I do, because I'm losing my mind. It's, I think the uh, funniest part of... Oh, go ahead, explain what it is. Oh, it's a, it's a video of a um, special mechanism they use to transport fish across a dam... Um, so they don't get stuck upstream, but they just sort of load this tube, and then the fish, the tube is soft, by the way, it's not like a hard tube, and then the tube, the, like, fish shoots through the tube, and then is blasted out the others. Yeah, that's what I was starting to say, is that I think the funniest part of the video is the force at which they are jettisoned out of the tube at the end. Like, they just go full. Like, I can only imagine that there's this loud, like, smack as they hit the water, and the fish is just like, ow, oh, what the fuck, Richard? <laughs> it's so funny. Because, like, at first I was like, why are they loading that fish into a cannon? Because, like, I just got the, like, picture of the opening of the tube and that guy loading that big ass fish into it. And it's not like. And it's not the only thing that people have done to help fish over dams, because there's also fish, like, salmon elevators. But that's just, like,. It's a box, and the fish go inside, and then they lift it up to the top of the dam, and the fish leave. But it's not quite as dramatic. As the fucking fish do. <laughs> and my friend sent me a video last night with the the Mario do 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 wahoo <laughs> music attached to it. Oh, uh, but I'm glad you also found it funny because I'm like, he's gonna think it. Either is gonna find this funny or gonna think I'm real weird for finding it so funny. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It doesn't seem very efficient because it's like one fish at a time. Yeah, and like somebody manually has to load in the fish. It's it's my understanding that salmon elevators are automatic to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. Just but shoot the fish. Shoot just that. jettison the fish bodily into the river. Yeah, because that's easier. Somehow. Well, anyway, on to our pre-salt. We had our first ever IRL salt report meetup of two this, this weekend. Jesse flew in to Salt Lake City and stayed with me for a couple of days. Um, I had a great time. And it was, a great time. It was we, we, the plan. I think we've been, I don't even know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before. But the plan has been for months to go to Evermore um, because the Mythos season advertised their dragons. And, mm. you know, we're always sluts, sluts for, for dragons, dragons here at the po- the at Podcast Salt. So um, we gotta. We gotta. And so we had a couple of days where we were before the Evermore business, and then we went to Evermore Friday and Saturday. But uh, before we talk about that, um, we did, we played the, the Forbidden Konami texts. 
the forbidden Konami text. I tried to explain to my friend why this was so exciting. I'm like, listen, you don't understand. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, you can't play it unless you already had it. And there was definitely a minute, because I booted it up, and it was loading forever. And I was like, oh, no. A PS4 firmware update broke it, and I can't play it anymore. But eventually, it just kind of started working. Yeah. So... I don't know what that was about, but I'm glad it still works, at least for the time being, um, and that we got to play it. We were terrified. <laughs> the there was time. one point where Kay and I screamed, and I was like, your neighbors are coming. <laughs> yeah. I, um, they did not. They did um, not. <laughs> the, what scared us was, like, Lisa was standing at the end of the hallway, and she ran, she rushed forward and, like, threw us. It's terrifying. But it usually, for me happens earlier in like it happens like right at the beginning for me usually Mm -hmm. so i was surprised to see it at that particular moment um because like it doesn't happen every single time um but when it does it's usually like towards the beginning and so i was really surprised to see it at the end and so we both screamed so loud i'm so glad we decided to go to the bathroom beforehand because i would have peed yeah at some we started playing and then i was like hold on i have to pee because this could potentially be a mistake (laughs) (laughs) it was so scary that game is fascinating because like it's it's scary in a way that like there are some like legit jump scares like that or when lisa drops the thing and she's up above yeah and that always happens that's scripted don't like that um it it is hard to know Except for some really obvious set pieces, it's kind of hard to know what is and isn't scripted in that game. Yeah. Um, because the it varies just a little bit every time. Yeah, and I, I, I also think like just the thing that that game that I found so interesting about it was just like the fact that it's just like pure building anxiety. They. <laughs> Like, because yeah. you're walking through the same space and it could easily be boring. But in fact, I think it's the, like, it's the same space, the, like, the bottle movie of PT, if you will, that makes it so anxiety inducing. Yeah, well then, you know, you kind of, you spend the first couple of rounds getting used to it. Especially, yeah. like, I, I know how to beat this game. I, we, we had to look up the final puzzle solution um, but I understand PT at this point. I know how to beat it. I can get through it in less than 30 minutes. When I was first playing it with, um, my sister and her husband, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So we spent a lot of time just walking through that door open, like nothing's changed. What do we do? How do we get it to advance? So you kind of get used to the way the hallway looks. Um, yeah. and then when it changes, it's extremely scary. <laughs> It's so scary. And then sometimes the radio will be going off and then it'll get louder and louder and louder. And the part that freaks me out is when it would just stop and it would just be silent. Yeah. And I'm like, don't like that. Don't like we, that we at talk- all. We talked briefly about Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. I had a moment with that once where the, the um, I had my headphones on and the voices were getting more and more intense and Val Ravin was singing and there was all this ambient noise. And then I, I honestly don't know if it was a glitch or not. But I walked over a threshold and everything just went dead silent. And it was the most terrifying thing. (laughs) But, like, sound design in video games is important, actually. Yeah, Um, I think the sound design... I think we even talked about that, that the sound design for that game is really, really good. Yeah. Um, And I went and, for PT, I pulled a lot of the um, 
unused content that they data mined out of the demo and all of the radio audio because we didn't hear all of it because I didn't stick around because I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, fair. I was also scared. I was also like, go through the door, the, the door, the door, Kay. Because you can uh, sit, because like, I sat and listened to the first um, radio story because I knew we were more or less safe in that section. Um, but there's a later version where it keeps getting cut in with like, don't trust the tap water or look behind you or the numbers um or don't touch that dial now we're just getting started and if you like make the if you stand there for too long or if you make the wrong move you get killed so i i've not been i've not died playing that game yet and i don't want to ruin my track record and i'm scared so it's <laughs> <laughs> like making my way downtown walking fast something weird walking happens faster. walking faster <laughs> Yeah, it was funny, too, because after we played that game, a fucking thunderstorm started, and it scared yeah. the bejesus out of me, and I was like, Because you're from California, right. and you don't know what rain is. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a, it is now officially a dark and stormy night, and we're playing spoopy things. I, it was good It quality. only lasted for, like, 15 minutes, yeah. which is typical for a Utah thunderstorm. Um, but yeah, we... We had a good time with that, and then um, the original plan was to play Silent Hill 2. Uh, unfortunately, my PS2 wasn't working, which we will talk about later, so we played Until Dawn. Um, and that game, like, I forgot that that game's kind of hard to stop once you start it. Yeah. <laughs> so we just played the whole damn thing. And I, and I, like, I feel like more than me being scared when I went to bed that night, I was just fucked up. Like, yeah. I was laying in bed and I was fucked up. <laughs> I was like, this was so sad. Yeah. And you kept saying that you would, like, look at me to see if I was nervous. Um, yeah. But since I'm used to that game, I'm like, yeah, I can walk through this basement because the jump scare doesn't happen for another five minutes. Um. There was, because I was, like, watching through my fingers sometimes, and then sometimes I was, like, looking at Kay's face and not the game itself, because I was like, when can I look at the screen again? Like... <laughs> The main times, I, I got, I, I mean, I got caught by a lot of jump scares still, but I wasn't anxious because I knew that there were going to be jump scares, yeah. um, and I kind of knew which, which places were, like, safe, you know? And then I also, the main thing that really freaked me out, and still freaks me out in those games, is the don't move prompts. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're so precise, and those ones at the end, it's like, if you move, it's... It, all the characters in that room are going to die, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's just, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I, so Kay was like, do you want to play? But the controls are kind of wonky, um, and Kay was used to it. And I was just like, no, Kay, I would prefer to watch you. Also, then I can hide. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kay. I'm sorry, Kay, I no, used you okay. as a human shield. <laughs> I think I had you play for a little bit at the beginning while I was, like, getting water or something. Yeah, I think and you And then I was eating. like, do you want me to take over? Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do you want me to take over? Because at the beginning, there's nothing, like, too intense, except for that. Well, you played all the way through the segment with, with Beth and Hannah. Yeah. So there's a little bit, but it's not as bad as later segments where it's like, you have to push that button right now or else somebody dies. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, at first I was like, oh, I fucked up in case, like, no, 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 this one's unavoidable. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a, that was a time. Um, definitely a time. And like I said, like I laid, I laid in my cot afterwards when Kay was like, good night now. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm laying in my cot and I'm just like, I'm so fucked up right now. <laughs> 
We got the Everybody Lives ending for people who know what that means. The one with Josh, you know. Yeah. Um, so those of you who know what that means know what that means, but the rest of you are like, okay, okay. and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil it or anything because I there were definitely if you like tests, dumb if you like stupid fucking slasher movies, um, and you think Heavy Rain had a good concept, you'd probably like Until Dawn. Because it's, yeah. it's kind of, it is, in my opinion, what Heavy Rain wishes it was. Um, of course, it's not making any kind of greater social commentary, um, which I actually appreciate because I hated the greater social commentary in Heavy Rain and Detroit and whatnot. Yeah. But um, sometimes games don't have to make greater social commentary to be good. Except they really want to beat you over the head with the butterfly effect. But other than that... They sure do, but that's not a social commentary. It's just no. like, look at this cool mechanic we've developed. Look at it. Look at it. They slam your face against it. And I love when I was like, that looks like Rami Malik. And Kay was like, well, that would be because it is. <laughs> I have news for you. It yeah. is he. It is he. Yeah. And then who else? Hayden P- Pantier. Hayden Pantier. And then um, the kid who, I don't remember his name, but he's the kid from, the kid with the glasses from the Polar Express. I was like, that kid cannot escape mocap, apparently. Like, it's going to follow Galad- his career around. Ash- Ashley was played by Galadriel, whatever her name is. Um, right. But I, I don't remember what her last name is. I just remember that her name's Galadriel. <laughs> And then there's how like, did you forget? Yeah, there's a girl from Camp Rock too, which is like a thing that I have burned into my fucking head. Couple of Teen Wolf kids. I think you. Uh, Peter Stormare. Yeah, he's also there for some reason. <laughs> Every now and again, I was like, "Oh, his Castlevania voice is coming out now." Yeah, because at the very beginning, his voice was very like in character, but then by the, by the time he's shouting. It's yeah, just this Castlevania character. Once he starts chewing the scenery, yeah, like, that's what happened to his office. He was he was eating it, eating <laughs> it. He was chewing the scenery, acting, <laughs> acting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. but yeah, that was a time. Kay and I, I just love Kay and I screaming, and I was like, "Your neighbors." Uh, but they never called the police. We were fine. We were just- no, the cops never showed up, and my neighbors never knocked on the door. To be honest, I've never heard them either, so they probably couldn't hear us. Yeah. Uh, which was a little bit disconcerting, because the- <laughs> that one time we screamed was so fucking funny. Yes. That was so loud. That was PT. That was... PT was arguably scarier than um, Until Dawn, obviously, but, like, Until Dawn was just longer. We played it for, like, a longer period of time. Um, and yeah. there were moments where Kay knew what would happen if I chose to do something, because she was letting me choose for most of the stuff, except for, like, the, if, the quick If there was stuff. anything that didn't have, a to- like, a really hard time limit, I'd be like, alright, um, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to do here? And but... then sometimes I'd be like, we do- I doomed us, I killed us all! <laughs> <laughs> Kay's just, like, smiling, oh, I know! Because I'd be like, okay, do it, and then she'd, like, have this look on her face, I'm like, no, I've made the wrong choice! <laughs> <laughs> the um the 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 first I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, but the first um jigsaw game <laughs> Yeah um where I'm like, okay, who do you hate the most? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. like I phrase it like that because I know who you're gonna pick. 
Um, And then you aren't spoiled on the reveal later. That's true. Which was interesting. Yeah, I definitely... (laughs) As we talked, because it was funny, because as I was going to bed that night, someone was like, I would there someone answered the question with what's the worst game you played and they were like until dawn and I can see why um, I can absolutely see why somebody wouldn't like this game yeah there are several layers to it but it was like in in the mood of what we were doing and we were just playing a dumb slasher horror game because I told Kay that I wanted to have a horror night with her um and we did and it was great so I had I, I still I had fun even though I was scared even though I was anxiety. <laughs> Big anxiety. Big anxiety. And then it was time for Evermore. Yeah. After we scared a lot of our A lot of our pre-salt is, this week is joint, obviously. Um, but, oh yeah, we also went to the Cat Cafe. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, how come we, we went to Tinker's Cat Cafe. And um, Kay walks in and pet the cat that looks like Harvey, like, right away. It was so Yeah, I picked funny. a black and white tuxedo cat that had a white nose and white feet, just like <laughs> Harvey. Clearly, clearly, I play favorites. Yeah. And I definitely have a soft spot for black cats and black and white cats. It so. so cute. Yeah, those cats are super sweet, except for that one who was a little bit salty. But she was, she was a Sour Patch kid. First she was sour, and then she was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> But they were, it was a, that was super cute. And it was like hella calm, like a nice thing to do. Cause it was like, that was on my first day there. That was, that was when we went to the, that, that Mormon building. Oh, we went to the, to the LDS Jesus. temple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, we didn't go to the temple cause you're, we're, us heathens aren't allowed in the actual temple proper, but we did walk the grounds because they have all their flowers planted right now. Uh, and we looked at the big Oregon and like the historical building and stuff. Um, you know, it is a nice tourist spot, so I was like, hey, we're in the area. We walked into this building, and Kay was like, I'm sorry, this is so weird, and I'm like, no, I love it, I'm living for it, because Kay- They did have some really beautiful murals on the walls and stuff. they did, and then, then we walked into space, and there was Jesus, and people were taking selfies, and I was just like- I had to take pictures, because, like, no one will believe me if I try to tell them this happened at home. Um, I didn't grow up in the church so I was like Jesse's like what's this statue mean and I'm like I don't fucking know I don't fucking know and then we went to Evermore (laughs) yes Um, so I I mean I've been in the past I've talked about it on the podcast I went for the finale of Lore and I went for the finale of Aurora so I was familiar with how the park is supposed to work, and I was familiar with some of the characters in the park. Um, And that was kind of the extent of it, but I had not been to Mythos. I tried, but I couldn't get anybody to go with me um, earlier in the season. And then I just got busy, and then I was like, well, Jessie will be here soon. Um, So that is, well, by the time this podcast drops, uh, it'll be time for the season finale, but lore starts again on September 6th, I believe. And that's the spoopy one. Uh, and I'm excited for it. And but, there were so many signs that it was coming. But yeah. yeah. Um, so we went on Friday night. Um, I, I fucking doomsday prepped for this because like, I saw a post online that was like, what do I need to know? Um, and people were like bug spray. Yeah. 
And then another person was like, bring like shiny rocks and bullshit to trade with the fairies and the goblins. So I had, I just got like those like glass beads for aquariums that you can get at Michael's for like $3. And we just brought a handful of them. And I ended up using one of them, I think, but still, um, I, I had, I used one as a wager, but I didn't lose the wager. So, um, but yeah, we, so I doomsday prep for, we had sunscreen. I brought hats for both of us. We had bug spray. Um, we have, we, it was partway through the first day that we found out that you can refill water bottles in the park, which was a godsend because it, the weather cooperated, but it was pretty fucking hot still. So it was, it was super hot. And I think too, cause you're walking around a lot and yeah, yeah. There's um, not at, at this time, there's not a lot of buildings in Evermore and even the buildings that are there, you don't really spend a lot of time in. You're going to be outdoors probably 99% of the time, unless you're playing chess in the tavern or something. Um, um, also, you're probably going to leave the building just to go find somebody. Yeah, the buildings are very small as well, so you don't really have, like, the time, space, or energy to spend in those buildings all the time. Yeah. So you'll want to move. It's pretty much like MMO style, get a quest, stop at 50 stops before you reach the end of the quest, maybe, possibly. We did solve one mystery while we were there, so eventually, but it took us two days! In good old-fashioned questing style. What was the mystery that we solved again? Fuck it. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, the thing about Seamus. Oh, and the the 60 fucking rats. The, the rats. 60 ra- no, we don't know what what the rats were. Well, we have an idea of what the rats we were for, but we don't, no confirmation. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, everybody who's listening to this is like, what the fuck if? Um, <laughs> Anyway, so day one, we they had the dwarf games going on, uh, which I ultimately didn't really want to participate in because they we, we we did the opening ceremonies, and once they kind of described what was going to be going on, I was like, because uh, it was just a bunch of fetch quests. Yeah. Um, and since I hadn't been going for the rest of the season, I kind of just wanted to get the plot. Um. So we just kind of we just did that instead. Um, although I did find out, remember we saw the pirate had a knitted beard on? Yeah. So it turns out that was part of the the games. They had a, a dwarf uh, beard braiding competition. Oh. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. I yeah. So that's what that was all about. Um, and we joined the Dragon Trainers Guild. Um, basically, they have four guilds. They've got... Um, the dragon trainers, the knights, the hunters, and the elven rangers. And then there's some other, like, very, they're not official guilds, but there's other, like, factions that you can kind of join up with. Like the um, people of Evermore and... The people of Evermore, yeah. and then there's also, like, um, there was the sailors had quests for you to do. It's um, funny, though, because the sailors are technically pirates, but apparently I was... The they're thing- on the down low. Yeah, they're on the DL. So, like, they, uh, like, if you go to the head of the sailors, he's clearly a pirate, and if you want to join them, you have to do some piratey things. But then if you ask him, he's like, I'm not a pirate, I'm in front of other people. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm not a pirate, I'm a sailor. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. man. Yeah. Um, but, 
Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. But the dragon trainers, and they had like a couple of variations on the quest they would give you, but there was like three parts to it. Um, and we had to procure a donation of gold for the dragon trainers. Um, we had to ask a mayoral candidate what their thoughts on the dragons were. And um, I do not remember what the third prong of that was. Oh, okay. So procure the donation, ask a mayoral candidate about... Oh, yeah. Oh, we had to go to the fairies and ask them about their homeworld because the dragon trainers had the same homeworld. And so they're like, we want you to learn some of our history from somebody else. And we talked to a fairy named Windy Dash. Yeah. yeah. And she told us about how flowers and dragonflies and everything are really big in their homeworld. Um, yeah. And fairies are born from flowers. They f- Like, as we found out about um, the fairy. There's a was- goth fairy that was born upside down and fell out of her flower because she was born from Nightshade. Yeah, and she got stuck in the mud, so Kadir and the Fae King had to come, like, pull her out. Yeah. We're, we'll talk about her a little bit more later, too, actually. Yeah. Um, but, so so we did all of that, and they didn't have their cards printed out. And that actually happened to me in lore. Uh, mm. But they actually had, like, really fancy cards for lore. They looked like tarot cards. Um, and she just gave us, like, because we joined the Hunters at that time, mm-hmm. and she just, like, gave us a different one and stamped it with the Hunter stamp instead of the auctioneer stamp or whatever it was um and unfortunately that was the last night so we never got our real card but um this this one that she like just pulled out a piece of paper and drew like a shitty dragon on it and wrote iou yeah i mean she she ripped it out of her ye olde themed um yeah. notes book but like she did just write an IOU on a piece of paper. I, I appreciate that she made the effort to draw the dragon, too. Yeah, she's it was like, really funny. <laughs> she's like, this is what the, the dragon ne- looks like on our cards. <laughs> the next day, the next day, we went and got the real cards, and she was like, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about we didn't have the real cards, and I was like, no, I, I found your drawing delightful, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... So that, that's most of what we did the first night, and then we, we were walking around and asking questions. It kind of takes... It was nice going two days in a row because it, like, once we got to the second day, I really felt like we'd acclimated. Yeah, because um, by the second day, Kay and I were participating and Yeah, stuff. we got we got there on the first day and um, they the um, acting troupe was doing a... We, wa- we watched, like, a couple of their sh- later shows the night before, but we got there on Saturday and they were doing a history of lore and then... I was like, let's stay for the history of Aurora. And they, you know, they had all their actors picked out and they're like, we need somebody to play tip top. And so I very slowly raised my hand and surprisingly nobody else did. And so they're like, all right, that was very, very fast, but also very slow. Come up. And they gave me a tambourine and I pretended to be tip top. Um, <laughs> there was an automaton, so he can't talk. And yeah, yeah. Which would became but, funny later when I had to ask him a question. <laughs> He communicated with us. He can communicate, yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there was a really good moment I thought where um, some they were like, "How do we fix Tip Top?" Because he's like supposed to be broken down. So I had like I was in like the "I'm a little teapot" pose. Yeah. And um, that's the picture that Jesse posted. But um, someone shouted out "gold pieces," and they're like, "Okay, I don't know if it's gonna work." And so they like shove a piece of gold in the general direction of my hand, and they're like, he can't hold it because he's broken, and I just, like, close my fist on it, and they're hitting Maxwell's like, oh. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> there was also another one of my favorite... 
favorite things is on the fucking first day. On the first day we went there, um, so the sleeping dragon is in the top part of the crypt, uh, with the historian sitting up there. But the bottom part of the crypt has these fucking lanterns, and then you can walk through it, right? So the first day, Kay grabs one of the lanterns and goes to walk in, and I'm, like, really close behind her, but I can't really see what she sees because it's so dark in there. And she just goes, nope, and she backs up and then, like, puts the lantern. I was like, what did you see in the dark? And she's like, a face. And (laughs) so... We didn't go in there, but, like, curiosity was killing me, right? So then on the second day, I saw a small child. Like These kids were, four. like, three and four. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we have to. A small baby is going in there. So this time, we did walk. That time, we did walk through it. And they had, like, stuck these strings in there to feel like spider webs. And, hey, I did not like that. Um, so what I saw, I grabbed the lantern and very confidently wandered into the crypt. And all I could see in the gloom was a vampire. Like, I knew it was a vampire because I'd seen them at Lore. Um, But at Lore, there was a mix of human and statue vampires. And with, like, the way the light was hitting it, I wasn't sure which was which. So I just said, nope, and I walked out. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple times when the kids in there uh, were making a uh, noise. Yeah, they were getting getting scared. Yeah, but Kay and I were laughing and cracking jokes, which I think helped because they seemed to, like get less scared um yeah when we were walking through the spider webs um i was like they're not real spider webs they're just strings and jesse was like why do they put these in here and i said because it's scary and the woman behind us just started cracking up (laughs) and i'm like i don't like it (laughs) like i don't like it it's awful um but the crypt was pretty cool felt like i was in bloodborne for a second especially because we had to use a lantern and there were plague doctor statues in there as well. Yeah, I was like, good hunter. Um, um, but that was nice, too. Yeah. The, by the way, by the way, I just so. want to defend myself for a second before anybody thinks I stole that character's gold. I went to, uh, I offered it back to him, and he said, no, we pay our actors, and he gave me two more pieces. So, I, mean, <laughs> I ended up with a lot of gold th- on the second day. <laughs> not, to, not to be, um, not to be, like rude to the to the characters but a lot of them are really shifty and they will steal from you so not actual stuff but like they will try to trick you so yeah yeah especially the goblins but i love the goblins the goblins are so much fun they're so Um, much fun we walked past a group of kids and a goblin talking and the goblin was frantically trying to explain what santimatizer was uh he claimed that it is a special tonic created by a powerful wizard named santa that um gets rid of germs and it's sanitizer yeah. it's hand sanitizer but like it's like sanitizer <laughs> also sanitizer. i love when you walked by and he was yelling because that girl it had been like well he's a goblin about something and he's like oh because i'm a goblin huh like... <laughs> the goblins are very popular in general but also among kids because they're like funny um yeah the goblins but, and the fairies, I think, are the... Like, the fairies are sweet and cute, mostly, except for when they're tricking you. Um, and then... Or the... And the one goth fairy. Um, and then the... The goblins are just super funny, so I think, like, the kids like them a lot. Yeah, and then the adults are more into the hunters, the rangers, the knights. Yeah. Um, There's a lady knight who is running for mayor. Yeah. Neither Kay nor I could ever speak to her. Yeah, we were too shy to speak to her because we're, we're gay. Because like, we're gay. <laughs> As we walked by, I was like, 
the Lady Knight is so cool. She's like every romance option I ever wanted in Dragon Age. But I can't talk to her. And Kay's like, neither can I. And then in, it was quiet for a second. It's like, because we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, day two is when I noticed that a couple of graves had been dug up. Um, and I was like... Were those there before? Because there were just like these open caskets with skeletons in them all of a sudden. And I was like, were those there before? And Jesse was like, I don't know. And I'm like, like all of a sudden the gears are turning. And I'm just like, I, I have, to, we have to go into the mausoleum and I need to ask Gudrun about this. Like, and I kept saying like, if I'm chasing the rabbit for nothing, I'll just let it go. But I, I have to ask. Yeah. And, um, she pretended not to know about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> she didn't know. And so she, and she was kind of the one that's like, well, it wouldn't, I don't want to accuse Seamus of anything, but um, it, you know, wouldn't be out of character for him. And um, I think, I don't remember if she said something about Seftis that made me, th- I think, want to ask him about it, or if I did. I, but, I think I, I think she said something about Seftis. We we did go on a quest tra- chain until we found Seamus, because he, w- he wanders around the park drunk. So, yeah. like... And Septus also was wandering around, but we found him in the tavern, and I asked him about it, and then, like, the chief inspector of Evermore happened to walk in, and Septus was like, by the way, these ladies, this person's telling me that, like, um, you know, we're, like, the graves are dug up, and I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) we've started a plot. Um, Yeah, this you tugged on a thread that actually went somewhere, so it was good you tugged on it. Because then when we found Seamus, uh... Okay, it was like, yeah. So it was the second day, so my my ability to be confident had finally kicked it. My inner theater kid activated, um, and so finally I was able to like talk. So we were following Seamus, and we kept like barely missing him. I was like, "Excuse me, sir!" Like really loud. And he like yeah, because I, I was shy this time because I was like, because uh, um, I knew the the potential for confrontation with what we were going to ask him about. So. Yeah, and to be fair, anytime, even though he's an actor playing a drunk person, it's... Anytime you want to interact with someone who looks like they're drunk, you're like, um... (laughs) Um, excuse me. Yeah, because, like, the thing about the the whole park is that you're suspending your disbelief that these actors are characters, and you just talk to them as if they are characters, and you don't ever think about them being actors, kind of. So, like, my brain was already in the mode of, like, this person is drunk and likely to get irritable, um, which... In the actor's defense, he played really well, because we yeah. went up to him, and we asked him about the graves, and he was like, are you accusing me <laughs> of digging up graves? Well, so at, first at, I, at first I phrased it like, you know, um, I asked him if he was a grave digger, because he looks like exactly like a character that was a grave digger in lore, but I guess that character's gone now, um, and is replaced with Seamus, but like, he, um... Yeah, and so he was like, oh, I don't know anything about that. And then I think you mentioned that somebody pointed us in his direction, uh, not accusingly. Yeah. You were just like, oh, somebody pointed us to you, thinking you might know something about it. And he, that's when he freaked out. Yeah, we're like, um. He's like, look at my nails. Do I have dirt in my nails? And we're like, no, sir. And he's like, and he's like, who's, who's accusing me? And we're like, and I was like, I'm no snitch. Yeah. And, and then he tried to <laughs> offer us gold to tell him who told us to go look for him about the dug up graves. And I'm like, I, I can't. I can't. I can't sell out Gudrun like that. Yeah, because she, she didn't do anything wrong. She specifically said, don't tell Seamus I said anything. And I'm just like, Okay, guess I'll die now because I can't. 
And so, <laughs> luckily, some kid walked by, and he, like, he gave us an out, because he turned to, like, talk to the kid. And he about, was like, I'm going to go find out who, to- who said that. Yeah. And then walked away and started shouting at somebody else. And I was like, oh, fuck, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. He was like, you the graves of the K, and I were like, scatter in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dead end for that plot point. I, um, because after that, I didn't ask anybody else about it, because we didn't really know where else to go with it. And I was like, well, I mean, lore is happening, so it's leading into that, but I, I just don't really know how. Um... Except, no, wait, there was one other character I was looking for basically the entire night. I was looking for Jordani, the fortune teller, but I couldn't fucking find him. Um, so we just kind of, I just kind of forgot about it for a while. Um, and eventually it's like, it's like 10.30 p.m. And um, we were walking towards the tavern and I was like, oh, that's Jordani over there by the tavern. Let's go talk to him. And I walked up, and it turns out that he was having a very intense confrontation with another character named Faldo um, and the goth fairy that we were talking about before, who's... I wish I could remember her name, but I, I don't. Um, but it's they were Night- talking... Wait, is her name Nightshade? No, it's... she was born from Nightshade, but I don't think her name is Nightshade. Mm, that's... Ah, oh, fuck. I we'll call her Nightshade for the purposes yeah. of this discussion. Um, but... Um, basically, what we learned is that Nightshade had been practicing blood magic, um, and had been using it to try and help, uh, Kadirin the Fey King, who we'd seen around the park, and I kept being like, I want to ask him what that mushroom growth on his neck is, but I, it's rude. But, it's so rude. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I just was trying to discuss before, like, you understand in the back of your brain that these are actors, but, like, you try to, like, the whole point of the game is that we're, like, playing, you know? Yeah. like And, like, and there are people who just go up and are, like, what's going on here? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but definitely we were of the mindset that we're, like, we're trying to play along, so we want yeah. to ask these questions more organically. And I couldn't think of an organic way to be like, what's wrong with your face? But then later, uh, we ran into him, and Kay just asked, are you alright? Because he was kind of, like, slumped over. And he's like, I'm not doing very well. And then I'm like, can I ask you about those mushrooms on your neck? Are they, like, part of natural fairy anatomy? And he's like... No. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all right. (laughs) I, I think I said, are they supposed to be there? And he's like, And no. he was like, depends on what you mean by supposed to. And we're like, oh, and he's like, no. <laughs> um, but back with uh, Giordani, Faldo, and Nightshade. And so they're, and then, so she's trying to be, she's like defensive, trying to be like, I'm not doing it anymore. And Faldo's like, let it go, let it go. And Giordani's like, no, no, I will not. And like, and so they're having this whole argument. And so we all just kind of like, got in close and we're watching this happen and eventually um like nightshade storms off and um there have been people have been talking about like somebody had used blood magic to attack the faking somebody used blood used blood magic to attack the sleeping dragon like there was this whole plot thread going on with that um and earlier and so, we had gone to the rat catcher for reasons i don't fucking remember and oh the goblin the goblin led us to the rat catcher because he was talking yeah. about how he eats uh, rats, which was a which yeah. was a time. Um, and then we went to the rat catcher, and the rat catcher was talking about how yes, the goblins buy rats off of me 
so did the dragon trainers, which makes sense. So we asked the dragon trainers about how many rats they need, because he also said Dimitri uh, ordered 60 rats off of him. And we're like... And the and the town historian Gudrun had told me that Dimitri was Jordani's alternate personality. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, and th- so that's part of the reason why I was looking for Jordani the entire day. And then we just happened to luck out and get, like, a huge lore exposition. Um, and he they, answered you when you asked. He gave us the most straightforward answer about Dimitri that we had had the entire fucking night. Yeah, he 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 gave me an exposition dump, and it wasn't just that because I asked him a couple of questions, and so did other people in the crowd. Because um, I I asked him about Dimitri, I asked him about Kadirin, I asked him about the growing darkness. Um, I and then I think some other guys asked him about some other stuff too, but I don't remember they all asked of it. Him but about yeah, he, Rooster. Rooster, that's right. Yeah, because um, he had to cleanse a piece of yeah. Dimitri out of. But I, I said, I said one more question: Who, like, who's Dimitri? And he got like about two inches from my face, <laughs> and that guy. he's like, "I am Dimitri," or "I was Dimitri." Essentially, he is he's he's a body snatcher, and he's inhabiting Dimitri's body. But now Dimitri has the body snatcher powers, and so God knows where he is. Um, yeah. But he was the one who attacked the Fey King. And he's been causing a lot of mischief around Evermore, um, and so and Jordani was very confident. He's got he's got a, like a French accent, and yeah. um, it was he, so he cute was saying, when you came over. And he's like, "Yes, Monsieur, come here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, he was saying. Um, but he um, he was very confident that very confidently told me that he would he got him once before, but I I will get him again. And like okay, and. Um, so after that, I kind of backed off because he was also doing tarot readings. Um, so I didn't want to he take up... He's a fortune teller. Yeah, he's a fortune teller. So I didn't <laughs> want to take up all of his time. I wanted people to get in their fortune reading stuff and be able to ask their own questions. Um, so I, I backed off. that one fortune where that guy was like... like <laughs> the, at the end, he was like, go absolutely apeshit. Yeah, he's like, Aren't you tired he's like okay, nice? there's... Like, you'll have... Um, there's an enemy at your gates, essentially. Um, be very careful. Oh, was it that one? That one was the one where he said stab away. It was the one right before we left him with the oh. boy with the long hair, where he was like, you, you know, you keep things tightly under wraps, but you need to let go. You need to let loose. And in oh, my yeah. brain, I was Aren't like, you tired of being nice? <laughs> nice. Don't you want to go <laughs> apeshit? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the I mean, the first one that we saw was also kind of like that, because he's like, there's an enemy at your gates, and he's like, be careful where you swing your knife. And then he flips over one more card, and he's like, never mind, stab away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the characters are so fun. Like, even though... God, um, the, the I think we should take a moment to talk about the goblins, just because I love them oh, so Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're so... So we saw this one walking around all day who had, like, a boa attached to the back of his hat and, like, random jewelry and, like, a closing clothespin clipped to his ear and, like... Um, and he was so fucking funny when we did find him because we were asking about clues. Oh, about who stole the thing out of the the research well, lab. Well, that came about because I tried to trade with him. So I got out one of my sh- I got out a yeah. couple of my shiny rocks, and he looked at them and he actually invented stories for them, which I appreciate because he was he like yeah. picked up one and he giggles and he's like, "This one has an enchantment on it. Be careful with that one." And then he picks up the other one. And he's like, "I'll give you like I think he gave me three pieces of gold for it." Um, and he's like, this is a mischief stone. And I was like, what do yeah. you do with a mischief stone? And he giggles again. And I'm like, mischief? And he nods and laughs some more. 
And then he said that with a stone like that, you can steal anything you want. And then somebody else that was there used that as their diving board to ask, did you hear about the theft in the barn fire? And that's when we learned yeah. all of that stuff. And then he was talking about how it was an actor um, with one ring, essentially. And then at this at the time, one of the actors walked up because there's actor there's yeah. an acting troupe that exists in every the same one like, that made me TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and but it was it Ollie was all that was there, and yeah. the goblin's like, "Hold out your hands," and he does, and he doesn't have any rings, and he's like, "What is this?" Yeah, but, no, but it's so funny because he's like, "Hold out your hand," so he holds out his hand. He's like, "Give me your hand." He's like, "No," and then he's like, "Okay, well, let me look at them." <laughs> um, and then the, another actor from the troupe, Maxwell, was there, and Maxwell Morgan. Um, yeah, he does have I, one ring. Yeah, and I looked at his hand. And I was like, "He's wearing one ring," and so we asked him about it, about it, and he was like, "Yeah." That was me, and somebody paid me to take it, and I was like, who paid you to take it? And he's like, well, there were three rules, and the first rule was don't ask who paid. (laughs) And I'm like, fair. And he's like, the second rule was don't open the box, and the third rule was don't get caught. And I broke the third rule, so I'm probably going to die. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) He was still alive at the end of the night. I saw him when we were singing sea shanties, but I wonder if he's going to be there when I go on Saturday. For the finale. Because I'm hoping to go on Saturday. Um, And then another fun thing is that one of them trades rings. So he had... Like, I don't even know how many fucking rings on his hands. That was so goddamn funny. Oh my god, Um, yeah. Yeah, the other goblet. Because they like shiny stuff more than they like gold. So they'll like trade gold. But he he specifically... Like, I I pulled out my rocks and he's like, nah. Because he only wanted rings. It was the other guy that was okay with shiny things in general so they have preferences yeah it's cute um the like i guess uh we also we also talked to fairies because we asked that one fairy about where she comes from and then we found another fairy who was telling riddles that was funny because Kay and i participated in the first riddle and then she was like do you want another one and Kay was like i used my one brain cell but then Kay solved the second riddle, and so the fairy was like, "What last brain, brain cell. cell? Yeah, right." <laughs> I okay. I was the terrifying answer to the post meme. Um, thank you for this terrifying addition to my post because the one that Kay answered correctly was the um, "throw was, away the outside, so, yeah. eat the inside, throw away the inside." Um, no, it was throw away the outside, cook the inside, eat the outside, throw away the inside. That's where we yeah. get tripped up because I was like, "Well, an egg, but you don't throw away the inside part of the egg." And then I, and then in my cursed fashion, I was like, well, meat, and she's like, excuse me? And I'm like, well, you take the skin off the meat, and then you cook it, and then you eat the meat, and then you throw away the bone. And she's like, it was one of those things where, like, that's not the answer, but what a terrifying addition to my post, because technically you're not wrong. Like, yeah, she was like, well, that's a good guess, but... Um, it was and I was corn. Like, I was like, it's something with a pit, or a core, and then I was like, corn! <laughs> I just, it was just so fucking funny, the, like, that was, I, Kay was the correct, thoughtful answer, and I was the second leather jacket under my leather jacket, you mean skin? (laughs) 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 Um, but, like, uh, so we followed plot threads around, um, we, we did throw some axes, I, you hit a bullseye, bullseye like, dead center, (laughs) <laughs> it was a it was a good time. Um 
we like sang some songs with the dwarves first. Well, the dwarves weren't there because they were running the dwarf games, but Rooster was there. And the second day, another musician was there, and they were singing songs, and um, we got to participate. That's what that I. One, that one was funny. <laughs> so one of the we sang a song. Rooster sang a song, but then this other guy, another minstrel, Will who, uh, Willie, earlier something like that, Willie. The one who had us hold his guitar when he yeah, goes to the bathroom. Yeah, he just walks up and he's like, you seem like a trustworthy lot. And he just hands me his guitar. And he's like, I'll be right back. And just walks to the men's bathroom. And I'm like, uh... And so I didn't yes. help for him. He was only in there for like five minutes, maybe. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just funny. But uh, yeah. he's like, I need participation for this song, right? And so... Um, he's like, I need someone to be a princess. Someone volunteered their friend who really didn't want to do it. Um, and then he's like, I need someone to be the moon. And whenever I say moon, and she had to do this motion where she put her arms well, around her she head. Didn't, she didn't have to. She just organically decided to do that. And she she was fucking committed. <laughs> she was dedicated to her fucking role. Um, there was a... She she was my favorite. There was a uh, guy who tried. Um, he... A guy in an Ezio jacket who I, was the... Yeah, he was the, he was the knight or the prince or whatever. I could tell that he felt awkward, but he was definitely trying. Yeah, and then um, then he was like, "I need someone to play a dragon," and you know I'm a slut for dragons. So it's like I want to play the dragon. Um, I was like, I would love to be a dragon, uh, which became funny later because there was this part where I had to tie up the princess, and I'm like, "Wait, with my hands? Like I'm a dragon with hands?" And, and then he's, he's like, like "Stop." <laughs> And he's like, get the gun off the table. And I was like, what? Why do I need a gun? I'm a dragon. And I was like, I'm so confused. Yeah, you were really picking apart. His, they were valid questions. But like... <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it, basically. It was also funny because, like, when he's like, when you came up, um, I, like, when the dragon comes in, I was like, oh, I'm gonna fly, but then he's, like, crawling, and so I was like, shit, and I'm, like, crawling on this dirty-ass, dusty floor that I then had to, like, get down onto because I get murdered, of course, because I'm a fucking I get shot, which is weird, but also stabbed. <laughs> um... So, the, yeah, like, the music was, like, that was super fun. It's always fun to go into the dwarf house, because even when, like, those musicians aren't there, I, I think the dwarves also play music, right? They do, yeah. They were there for yeah. Aurora, and my friend and I spent quite a bit of time in there. They like to play Weezer songs. Um, and they also made us all cut a rug to Crocodile Rock last time. That was fun. Um, yeah. There was also, um, when they opened the dwarf games, they're like, we have to sing our dwarf game song, and it was immigrant song, but instead of the, uh, it was dwarf games. Um. <laughs> they also, uh, played us out to closing time on Saturday night. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Kay and I, on the first night we were walking out, and they were singing Roll the Old Chariot along, and I was like, oh, I sang this on a ship, and I got really excited, and Kay was also excited, and we walked over to the sea shanties, because we were about to leave, but they were, like, at the exit, basically, and Kay and I, Kay and was like, I love sea shanties, and I was just like, I also love sea shanties, and then, <laughs> They had like, to sing a couple, there was yeah. Roll the Old Chariot, there was Drunken Sailor, because everyone knows Drunken Sailor, um... They also had us do Holloway Joe. And Leave Her Johnny, Leave Her, which turns out Kay and I also both love. (laughs) I love that song because of Assassin's Creed 4. And so I, I, like, was super excited. (laughs) 
it is. I got, but we got fucking white people turned to see shanties. It is a really good way to get us to leave because they do leave your leave her Johnny, leave her last, and then everybody kind of like es- yeah. And they have like, like an ever more specific verse that they sing and point to the exit and play us out. Yeah. Um. um but fuck, fuck if we did not go buck fucking wild singing. Um. What do you do with the drunken sailor? Because they have a competition where like. Um, they, like, split us into sides, and then they try to see whose side is the li- loudest, and then they're like, you can bribe the judge before and after. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the second night, they had the, um, Dwarf Games closing ceremony, and that was, like, right after the the whole thing with Jordani, too, so I was, like, reeling. I was like, there's so much happening, I'm getting mood whiplash. Um, but we did that they played this out to closing time and then they had a they had piper the bagpipe player uh march us out and we followed the procession of flags and then there was the sea shanties so we stuck around because we both love sea shanties um (laughs) that one was funny because they did the drunken sailor game again and they had a uh a different knight officiating this time and he's like well i didn't receive any bribes but based on sheer terrifying tenacity we're gonna go with team tip top because i'm scared they will kill us all if i don't (laughs) that night was funny um it's funny because i saw him earlier and i was like this knight has big chris Mosier energy um (laughs) and like and then earlier i had seen him on the stairs and i think it was like one of the fairies was braiding his bangs back away from his face it was so cute and they stayed like like that (laughs) yeah and he left it like that for when he was judging it was also funny because it was like the judge will be taking bribes and he like looks at the pirate because he's a knight so like honor code you know even one of the people at the front was like wait aren't you a knight <laughs> yeah, i think it was an elven ranger the night before and so she took bribes but yeah. um she's like well both teams are really good but i got 30 pieces of gold from t- team from team whatever and so um yeah but then, the sea um, shanties were a great fucking plan. Did you also catch on the second night when during Drunken Sailor, he like points into the crowd and he's like, you, what do you do with a drunken sailor? And they're like, put her in the brig with the captain's daughter. And he's like, someone else, what do you do with someone a Someone else, sailor? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put her in the brig with the captain's, put her in the brig with the captain's daughter. That's they like yelled sassy. it too. That's, that's yeah, too saucy, too saucy. forevermore. <laughs> He's like, no, someone else. Because there are kids there, um, and the kids are so cute because they're having a great time. I saw this one girl run by, and she said, anything can happen, whatever more. It was so cute. Um, cause yeah, there like, were all ages. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there were also much, much older people. Like, I like people with white hair walking by, and they're in costume and enjoying it, too. Um, there was a couple that Kay and I saw that just didn't understand it because they didn't know how to play the game, basically. Yeah, they were like, there's only two buildings! And we're like, well, yeah, you're supposed to be outside. <laughs> yeah. There, first of all, there are more than two buildings. But, yeah. like, um, but they, they, I guess they're used to going to theme parks and, like, it being a passive experience. And I think Evermore kind of tricks people because, like, the buildings are facade built. They are, like, Disney style where you go in and they're, they're, it looks like you're in a European hamlet somewhere. Um, but, like, they don't understand that it's, like, a game where you... It's, like, a big acting, LARPing kind of game, but, like, with designated plot lines and stuff. Yeah. And it's fun. It's That's why um, I try to... Instead of calling it a theme park, I try to call it, like, an interactive acting experience or theater experience. So it sounds pretentious as hell, but it gets across what it is a bit better 
than yeah. theme park. Because theme park and people like, think, you know, Disney or Lagoon or the Six Flags, you know? Yeah. Or there's, like, there are um, there are animals, because they have an animal, a bird, in a uh, reptile show, which was great. Um, Kay and I went and had a good time. Met a bird named Raspberry, which is such a fucking cute It was so cute. Uh, but, like... The the most of it is that you know you have to you have to go and talk to characters, which is why I think it was good that I went with Kay. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have gone if I didn't go with Kay because why else would I go to Utah? Like they had the I mean, like Evermore is great and all, but like Kay plus Evermore made <laughs> me make the effort to get to Utah. Um, but like uh, the like the first day, I was too shy to talk to anybody really. But by the second day, like like I said, my inner theater kid, like booted back up. Yeah, um, and this this was my third and fourth time going to Evermore, and the first time I went, I was also too shy to talk to anybody. Um, and like I said, lore was the lore finale was so incredibly crowded that it was difficult to get through, especially when you're not very assertive. And then Aurora wasn't that bad, but I was still kind of shy. But I was with a very very outgoing friend that helped me with that. Um, so by this point, I'm like fairly confident of being able to do anything at that park so yeah so i really recommend though like if you go like go multiple days go multiple days and try to go with multiple people more the merrier yeah um if you're and then if you're in a group you can also split out split off and solve separate plot lines so also you get to do that thing where like you listen to someone talk and as you're walking away you conspire yeah like i noticed (laughs) there were these two boys that fucking looked like the brothers from Boondock Saints. Like, that was their energy to me. And they were very good at conspiring. Like, I don't know why, but they, like, turned to look at each other. And then they talk for a second and they turn back around and then ask a question. It was so fucking funny to me for some reason. Yeah, um, I remember those oh, guys. fuck. I almost forgot the fucking Captain America shirt kid. Oh my god. Oh, the last night, Kay and I were walking to the Dwarf Games, and this kid stops us with this very assert- He's like, is this your first night here? And we're like, no. And he's like, well, anyway. Um, he's- it, Basically, he was telling us that we could con the fairies by- Try to hustle the fairies. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you take something shiny and then tell them that you worked really hard for it and you went out of your way to get it for them, they'll give you, like, four or five gold for it. And I'm like- uh okay and he's like all right we're like thank you and he just kept walking and Kay later was like where are his parents (laughs) yeah it was just like this kid alone he was like an older (laughs) kid he was like i mean he wasn't really an older kid but he was like seven or eight probably yeah he was a bigger kid i should say a a larger small child i guess came up to us old enough that i'm not terribly worried that he's by himself but i am still like where are your parents but like He's got fucking Home Alone fucking Macaulay Culkin vibes going on as he comes over to tell us how to hustle the fairies. And I'm just like, I would never do that. But also, what? (laughs) It's also not necessary. Like, the fairies, yeah, they'll try to trick you sometimes, but they're not like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and they're nice. Like, you just walk up to them and say, I'll trade you something shiny, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, a lot of the characters have, like, bracelets and stuff that people have given them as gifts. Uh, what Windy Dash had one that just said, Ugh, which was really funny. <laughs> and, it was super uh, Faldo cute. had a Sailor Moon pin on his lantern, which was 
absolutely hilarious to me for some reason. I like, saw that. He had like a Sailor Neptune. Yeah, it was, I think lantern. it was Sailor Neptune or Sailor Jupiter. I'm not sure which one, but like one of those. And um, I, I was like, did this, did he put that there? Or I mean, maybe because I know that guy and he is into that stuff. But I like to think that someone gave it to him because I think like most of the stuff that they wear in the park is stuff that they that like trinkets that they've been given from something or traded from something. That's so cute. Um, so, like, well, like, Ollie, the actor, was talking about all the bracelets he had, and I was like, oh, yeah, a little girl gave me this one, and blah, 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 and, and, then the, and the goblin, goblin was, was like, like, why isn't it mine? And he's like, because it wasn't gifted to you. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could sit and talk about this for a lot longer, I'm sure. Yeah, sorry, it'll probably <laughs> Like, it'll probably come up and like in and out throughout the rest of the podcast but like yeah if you if you ever have the opportunity i really recommend evermore it's a lot of fun the lore season is going to be the scary one so if you're not into like uh horror stuff maybe watch out for that because i do remember the lore finale being pretty fucking scary at parts like i said they had like a mix of real and fake vampires in the crypt and whatnot um and there were a lot of like um i mean it would probably be scarier for kids because I, I remember like going up to the top of the mausoleum and there are two people there that are slowly turning into zombies. Um, just stuff like that. And there's, like, monsters. Especially after dark, there were, like, monsters that would jump out at you and stuff. So, um, it's a little bit scarier, but it is a hell of a lot of fun. And It was so funny when we walked by that well and you're like, that's where that goblin jumped out from behind the well and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that was the idiot trap that I fell right into. <laughs> face first um but yeah i like if you're ever out in the um pleasant grove lehigh area um i mean it was like an hour from salt lake um with traffic so it is a bit it was not that bad of a drive if you're in salt lake either but you know like check it out it's it's worth it and it's also cheap it's like 30 dollars per night for an adult ticket so not not terrible especially for a theme park you'd probably pay more to go to six flags yeah, you do, because it's like a $60 ticket for one day at Six Flags. So and I think, like, I want to say Lagoon during peak season is like forty five fifty for a day. Yeah. So um, Why do that when you can eat boil alive with actors who are probably also boiling alive? I felt so bad for them. They kept costumes. swatting at their arms. Mm. Yeah. They're all wearing like leathers and shit, too. It's sad, but also entertaining, because at least we're suffering together. <laughs> Um, anyway, there's a couple of non-IRL salt meetup things that I wanted to cover, because uh, we didn't record last week. Um, first is a cosplay update. I finished my Traveler Shield for Link, and I've been in Fabric Dying Hell, which I'm going to talk about later, and, um, I started on some miscellaneous things, like his belt harness setup, um, and gloves, so that's, that's coming right along, and I'm excited about that. And then the World Cosplay Summit roundup. Um, the World Cosplay Summit finals were on August 3rd, very early in the morning, <laughs> like 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> at my time, it, it was evening in Japan, I'm sure. But um, it was exciting. The winning team was Australia. They had a Monster Hunter World skit. Um, second place was Team US with a Bloodborne skit. That was very cool. And then third was place bad. was Team France with a very cute uh, Legend of Zelda skit. That They called it a Hyrule Warrior skit because one, the one girl was dressed as Linkle, but it was definitely a Majora's Mask skit. Um, 
<laughs> nice try, guys, but I know. Um, it's really fun to watch that every year. Um, I was surprised this year that there were two different Sekiro skits in World Cosplay Summit. That game only came out in March, and they had to not only make costumes, but also set pieces and computer graphics and a skit choreography. So that's pretty wild. Um, it was Teams China and Saudi Arabia. And Team China was fucking pro at this, and they had an amazing skit with amazing choreography. Um, Team Saudi Arabia had never been in World Cosplay Summit before, and they seemed very nervous. And um, I don't I don't want it to seem like I'm picking on them. Uh, if I had seen these costumes at any convention, I'd be like, damn, those are sick. But since it's World Cosplay Summit, I was like, no wig, huh? And poor Sekiro can't move his arm. That sucks. And I felt so bad when the monk's head fell off early. Yeah. <laughs> they did have... They had a really cool moment where um, uh, Sekiro dies, and then they had, like, a, a rune in his the back of his costume that lit up with a kanji and with, like, flashlights, and then he, like, revived and got back into the fight. It was really cool. Um so props, props to them for that. But it was, it just otherwise it just made a little messy. It made me really sad because we had the one Sekiro skit that was like really good, and then like it's not really fair to compare them. But of course, everybody was gonna, and it was just, it was just messy. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, the the team Australia, it was the same people um, as last year, and they didn't win anything last year, but they like, came back and improved their skit and their costumes and everything, and they ended up winning first place, so you never know. Um, but, and then I also, I showed you some of my favorites. There was another another skit worth checking out is the Team Switzerland skit, and y'all are gonna look at this and see Black Butler, and you're gonna be like, really, Kay? Really? And I know. But listen, I there's know. a part that fucking mystified me. I was like... <laughs> Bro, what? Was, Bro, what? You know that, you know that, okay, you know that, um that like video where the guy is it a chimp or an orangutan but he does a magic trick for him yeah from the other side that i was that fucking yeah i was that fucking ape being like what the fuck like yeah if i thought about it for more than a second i i figured it out like hey and i figured it out but like yeah i mean just the time and the precision even once you know how they did it you're still like that's fucking impressive they do a cool magic trick at the end of their skit um and it is easy to figure out, but the timing of it is so precise that it's still really impressive that they pulled it off. So I recommend checking, uh, checking out the Team Switzerland skit, even if you don't like Black Butler. I have gone on record many times saying that I hate Black Butler, so it's okay. It is a little hard to understand, um, but you don't really need to. Just watch the magic trick. Um, Just watch uh, the team, magic trick, bro. <laughs> team Mexico also had a really good Legend of Zelda skit that made really good use of the screen. Um, a lot of teams, when they get there, they don't really know how to use the screen. Um, but that team kind of, like, they had it down. Um, it was a different Team Mexico than last year, because last year Team Mexico won. So that th- those people were guest judges in their Chun-Li and um, Dalsim costumes. But oh, that's cute. It was cute. And so they had a different team from Mexico this year doing their Legend of Zelda skit. And it was, really, it was just fun. It was the um, Link versus Gantt in Twilight Princess fight, and the way that they interpreted that was pretty cool. Um, another skit of note was the Philippines 
uh, skit, they did a um, fight scene from Sengoku Basara. That's what it was. It's not an anime I'm familiar with, but like I know it, you know. Um, and it was they just they fucking brought it. The fight choreography was so good. So that one's worth checking out. Um, also, their intro skits really cute. Um, but and then Team Chile was my favorite skit. They did a Chrono Trigger one that was really clever. That's what I told you about with the robot, or that I, sh- I showed it to yeah. you with the robot. You showed it to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are the ones I would recommend checking out. It's the Team China, Team Saudi Arabia, um, Team Mexico, Team France, Team Australia, Team USA, Philippines, um, and Switzerland and Chile. Um, One of my favorite pieces of trivia you told me, though, was the thing about the guy narrating the Bloodborne one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just somebody's dad. Like <laughs> He did a good job. He did a really good job. They're like, we need somebody with a gravelly, deep voice. And they're like, hey, dad, come here. It wasn't even like, it wasn't the father of somebody in the comp, like in the skit. It was like one of their friend's dads. But I was in the room with the person whose dad it was. And she's like, that's my daddy. So, um. (laughs) (laughs) my daddy. It was really fun. Um, And, yeah, that's a really good skit. And they also won a special makeup award uh, for Queen Yarnum's makeup. But I'm trying to think. I feel like there was one more. Oh, Team Thailand had kind of a cool one, too. It was, uh, it was Fate. Every single year at World Cosplay Summit, there's like eight different Fate slash whatever skits. And I don't, I watched Fate Stay Night and I didn't care for it. So I never kept up with the series. So all of these skits are just like completely unimpenetrable to me. Um, But the Team Thailand one, I specifically point out because it has some really cool special effects. Um, At the beginning, they have like a... I'm trying to remember exactly what happens, but basically like Mordred's wearing a helmet and the helmet splits and the two halves like fly off to the sides and reveal Mordred's face. Um, and then at the, what's that Mordred or I don't remember their names. Is fate the one where King Arthur is a woman? Yes. The no homo version of the, the, yeah. So, so for those of you not in the know, fate stay night was originally a hentai game. Uh, visual novel kind of thing and if I remember correctly the premise was that these characters from ancient myth and legend like Gilgamesh and King Arthur um, would fight for the Holy Grail and they had like puppet masters essentially that would give them orders and in order to recharge their powers their like puppet masters would have sex with them and so they made King Arthur a girl so that it was no homo um, Who the fuck wrote this game? I don't game? know. But they took all the sex out, and they made it into an anime, and it got super fucking popular, especially now that Fate Grand Order is out. That really, like, catapulted it recently. Um, it'll always be bizarre to me that an H Games got so, Im- like, just immensely popular. But um, the other character was, like, Jack the Ripper or something. I don't know. But... Um, she gets cut in half at the end and they have like her, they do a cool trick where she like slumps over the, a wall and then her like, a, like a dummy bottom half like falls over. Like she's been cut in half. It's really cool. Um, but I, I don't get fate apocrypha. So 
if you do, you might like the skit a bit more than I did, but... Oh, wait, I know this, because I follow somebody who who ships two of the the people that they control. Um, God, the blonde one and the one with the blue hair mullet situation going on. I think he might be Kuka Clan, but like... Yeah, I think it's Lancer and um, yeah. Gilgamesh. No, it's Archer and uh, Lancer. Isn't Archer Gilgamesh, though? Is he Gilgamesh? He's Jesus the blonde one is Gilgamesh, isn't he? I don't... Well, I think this is I the white hair one. Is his hair white? Oh, yeah, Hold that's on. Archer, I think. Yeah. I'm going... I'm I'm just saying, this is the this is the most popular ship that I have seen. Yeah, I don't know if it's okay. the most popular, but it's the one I always see on my goddamn dash is Archer and um, Lancer. Yeah. They all have, like, names, but yeah. I don't One of know them, them is Kuka Clan, and I think it's Lancer, but I don't, I don't... I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been 84 years. I just remember, because I was like, who are these fucking boys? And I, like, went on a deep dive, and everything was in Japanese, right? Because, like, the, it's, it, all the art that I was seeing was in Japanese, so then I had to, like, translate it, and then you know how translating hiragana is, and then I was just like, I think this is fate, but then when you Google it, you only get the game, and so I went on a fucking journey. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, Kay. No, it's okay. Fate just reminded me. <laughs> um, I think that's all of the skit roundup that I have. Um, so yeah, check out, they're all on YouTube, like, individually. You will have to summit, su- like, search for world cosplay summit 2019 team blank um because otherwise you come up with like some wrestling competition <laughs> um but and also look for the ones that say final because some of the teams were also in the semifinals um there were some teams that were in semifinals and then got cut but they were still there for the award ceremony um the final night and then there were some that went to the semifinals and advanced to the finals the next day so the semifinals are also on um youtube uh on the world cosby summit youtube channel uh and they're definitely worth watching but if, especially if you want to get a sense for like what the whole shebang is like um it's it's funny because it's like it's like all in japanese and english because they have this guy there that like an australian guy that's a radio announcer and he speaks both english and japanese and so he will like do some translation and he's always like he just looks like a normal fucking guy he looks like somebody's dad kind of he's always wearing just like yeah. a world cosplay summit t-shirt and jeans but he has the most extra fucking belt with all these studs and buttons and shit on it and it's just like why is this man wearing this belt with this ensemble it's it's really funny to me and his he has like the most radio announcer ass radio announcer voice ever um so it's it's definitely like it's it's fun to watch. I really enjoy it, and so I'm looking forward to next year's when that happens. And hopefully, Anime Expo will get their shit together, and I'll be able to watch the USA preliminaries. That would be nice. They promised I'd be able that to this year, nice. and they lied to me. So they're liars. liars. She's a liar. Um, but anyway, that is that is my pre-salt. So most of my pre-salt was our conjoined pre-salt. Um, I do want to say that Kay made food while I was there and fed me, and it was very good. Thank you. And I just want everyone to to know. <laughs> I was like, however cool you imagine Kay is on the podcast, she's like ten times cooler IRL. 
Um, Unless anybody also, think that I made these elaborate three-course meals, it was very simple no. food because sometimes simple was, food is the best. Um, it's the best. Beans and rice with I salsa, rotisserie yeah. chicken with salad. Good shit. It's good. Good shit. Um, also, I have to talk about, just real quick, I just have to mention Harvey because Harvey really made really made that house a home. Um, I like how she would only so hang cute. out with you when I wasn't around. <laughs> she only hung out with me when Kay wasn't around, and she would also only like sleep on my pillow. I would be like, "Harvey, please!" And then, or if I had food, Harvey was suddenly like interested in me again. I'm like, "Oh, I see. You care that I exist now that I am holding chicken." She did uh, sit in your lap briefly during until dawn, and purr. Yeah, and I was blessed. Blessed, I say. Um, yeah, I, I did try to touch her tummy, which I received a mip for my troubles. Yeah. Harvey doesn't really bite as the first resort. She'll warn you first. Unlike I appreciate Luna. that. <laughs> unlike Luna, who just bites first, asks questions later. Harvey went mip, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> like, see? I wish Luna would have seen it, because look, it can work without the biting. The biting doesn't have to take place. <laughs> Luna's skipping steps. Um, yeah, I noticed, like, yeah. I, I'd be in the living room talking to Jesse, like, right before we went to bed, and Harvey would be sleeping on their pillow, and I'd be like, okay, good night, and then walk into my bedroom, and Harvey would immediately jump off the, the pillow and just beeline into my room. And, like, she didn't necessarily sleep with me, because it's hot right now, so she'd be, like, on the floor or under my bed or whatever, but it had to be in my room. Well, she was keeping you safe. Like, she doesn't know who I am. I'm a stranger staying in your home. Also... Every once in a while, though, she'd activate and go running past my head at such speeds, and I'd, like, wake up and be like, oh, oh yeah, it's Harvey. Pretty much every night she activated at 6.30 a.m. before we were really ready to be alive. Yeah, poor Kay got woken up, like, legit. I just, like, woke up a little bit because I heard her running. As much as Harvey, like, runs, it's more like she just speed walks. <laughs> no, she was running. She was oh, tearing was she up the running? carpet with her little claws. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, but yeah, that's my pre-salt. Okay. I don't have much for salt. Um, I just have R.I.P. PS2. Um, I think... I tried I tried everything to get this the fucking thing to work. I just tried resetting it a bunch of times. I tried cleaning it off. I tried opening that motherfucker up with a screwdriver and cleaning it off. Um, but beyond that, it's beyond my expertise and ability to fix it. Um, so She even tried Chris's rad method of turning yeah, the upside Yeah, because I posted on Twitter like kind of a joke where I had that gif of Daniel Radcliffe being like, I tried and therefore no one can criticize me. Um... But I, um, he said, you know, when my PS2 was dying, I would legit turn it upside down to get it to read discs. And I don't know why it worked, but it did. And so I was like, I'm going to try it. Why not? And it didn't work, unfortunately. Um, I think, so all PlayStation 2s have shitty lasers. Um, they just, it's just like a really common, well-known problem with them. And I guess that's probably why I wasn't like, crying over it was i was like i kind of always knew this was going to happen someday it's still a bummer obviously um yeah but it is 
potentially fixable. I just don't know if I can do it myself. So I'm going to look into... Um, well, first I'm going to look and see if I can just get a new PS2 that works. Because uh, there are some trade-in stores around here. So I'll try that first. Um, and then I'll look into maybe getting a new laser unit to replace it with. Because um, I was able to, like, open that motherfucker up and get get the laser drive out. So at least I know how to do that. And if I can do that, I can probably replace it. I would just need to buy the unit and know how to buy how to do that. So I'm not going to worry about it right now. You didn't know while Kay, Kay was doing this during a thunderstorm yeah. in her living room. And, like, for me, when a thunderstorm happens, it's, like, a 99.9% chance you're going to have a power outage. And, like, because our, like, California is not prepared. Um and so I was just like, I just don't want the power to go out while Kay is sitting here. I mean, I also didn't want the power to go out while we were doing this. It does, like, my building's old, so sometimes the power will surge like that. Um, yeah. Or go out in much more easily than, like, a less old building will. But it, it hasn't happened in a long time, and it uh, didn't happen that night, so. And yeah. I was also just less worried about it, because I'm like, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> but... Yeah, RIP PlayStation 2, laser, drive. I, Why did you have to go out then? <laughs> and then the, I'll never know what Silent Hill 2 looks like. That's a lie. I could just look it up. Yeah, I also tried my best. To, I tried to explain Soul Reaver lore to Jesse while they were here. <laughs> two separate occasions. Once in the, in the car. You, you asked me a then, specific question about it, but I don't yeah. remember what. And then once on the, when we were sitting on the couch talking about Soul Reaver, but listen, I, I looked up, cause I think I'm going to watch a playthrough. Um, I don't know, just because my friend likes it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that, that was fucking wild. And then every once in a while, okay, it would be like, and then some time stuff happens, some time bullshit. It was like happens. coming back to me in waves where I would remember like, like, like peeling an onion, there's another layer underneath that I've forgotten over time. Because it's been years since I played those games. Um, mm. But I'm like, but then Napraptor! <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I tried to explain parts of Silent Hill 2 as well. Tried to. Um, that one's... Yeah, you did a good job. That one's a lot easier to understand than Legacy of Cain. Holy shit. Yeah. Um... The only other thing I have is uh, Fabric Dying Hell. I um, tried to get my linen to go blue for my Link tunic, and I put it in the dye bath for like an hour. And I think I think my dye concentration was off, and I think it the water wasn't hot enough. Because uh, it was basically just as hot as I could get it from my sink, which wasn't very hot. And so I got more dye, and I... Um, like, it took, like, I don't know, say six pots of water to mm. um, fill up my sink enough for the fabric, and I boiled two of those and uh, dumped them in there. So the water was very hot on the second day, and I soaked it for, like, five, ten minutes, and I was like, oh, this is much better. But then when I washed and dried it, it lightened up quite a bit, which I should have predicted. Um, so I'm going to have to get more dye... And do it again. Jeez Louise. But hopefully after that time it will be the right color and 
If not, guess I'll die. I hate I hate dyeing fabric. I also stained my hands like blue. <laughs> you, you know, dye, dye. Guess okay. <laughs> um, I stained my hands blue because I didn't buy gloves, so I'm like, well, I'll just cover my hands with plastic bags. But I guess they had holes in them. <laughs> plastic bags and then I'll have Zoidberg hands. <laughs> I don't need to like have fine dexterity when I'm dying. You just need to be able to push the fabric around. Honestly, it might have happened with the gloves anyway because sometimes the water will like go over the cuff of the glove and get into the glove and then there's no saving Oh me. yeah. So. Well, sometimes you can put rubber bands around the, the ends of your gloves. True. I should try that next time. Um, yeah. But. That's just. Sorry, I didn't mean to just roast you for a second. What kind of operation do you think I'm running over here? Do you think I'm running some kind of professional operation? No, this is this is Kay's Ratchet Cosplay Corner. <laughs> Cosplay and Corner are both spelled with a K in this situation. <laughs> That's all I really have. Um, I don't have a lot either, because, you know, I was mostly having a good time. Um, <laughs> having a good time, having a good time. Uh, but I came I came home last late last night, um, and so it was, it was pretty late, and I had to do laundry, because essentially I only have one bra that fits me right now. Not to TMI, y'all, but, like, and I had just walked around Evermore for two days. It had sweat. Yeah, I also had to, had to screen. wash a lot of clothes, so. Yeah. I, I'm with and you. So <laughs> I, like, threw a bunch of laundry in, and I couldn't go to bed until my laundry, I couldn't get in the shower until, like, the washing part was done. And then once the wash- washing part was done, and I, um, like, threw everything into the dryer, I was finally able to take a shower, but it was so late by then. And then I had to get up, um, so I went to bed, like, at 1am, basically, and had to get up at 7, which probably isn't early for a lot of people, but, like... It is when you I was, go to bed at 1am. 1, 1 yeah, and I had been fucking wrecked. I, I got my shit wrecked by having a good time. Like, I don't regret it, but, like... We were up until, like, 4 a.m. every day, and just, like... And so I went to work, and I was just fucking wasted. Like, fucking just straight-up wasted scream from, screen from GTA. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this day. I somehow managed to, but Oh boy. Like at one point I had to go get chips and I'm like, my body needs to be digesting something so it doesn't just fucking pass out. I, uh, and I didn't have access to caffeine once I was at work. Like I had some in the morning, but once I was there, it was like no caffeine for you. So I was fucking exhausted. Um, the second thing is, well, I didn't get bitten by bugs because Kay was smart and brought, uh, um, bug spray. I did have a... I have the world's most sensitive baby skin, um, and so I did break out into an eczema rash that both, like, kind of hurts and, like, itches at the same time. I had this problem as well, but I think it's not as bad as yours. Yeah, mine was really bad, and I don't know why, um, who the fuck knows, who, who the fucketh knows why, um, 
But yeah, my skin is mad. It's mad, Todd. Um, I mean, I guess of the two, like, at least my eczema stuff, I can just sort of, like, put a cream on that and it, like, deals with it. Whereas bug bites, you kind of just have to wait. Like, yeah. you can put hydrocortisone cream on them, but you kind of just have to wait for them to, like... Yeah. And then also... Rain. also mosquitoes. Yeah, with the mosquitoes, you have stuff. the additional uh, Zika and West Nile virus concerns. There have been cases of them in Utah, so can't be too careful. And we did not get bug bites, so... yeah. So we clearly fucking wrecked those bugs. Shit, I did straight up inhale bug spray at one point. Yeah, I think we both did. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Kay. This is like so un so improper of me, but I have to spit right here because there's fucking bug spray in my mouth. Um, but yeah, that's that's all my salt. Yeah, um, we're we're just not we're just not very salty this week because we had such a good time. Um. And we did not ha- get any imported salt this week, so that'll be that'll be our show tonight. Um, where where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? Um, you can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter, Filthy Magic User on Twitch and Tumblr and Instagram, and I also now have a, what the what the hell is that thing called? H- hold on, I have to go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. It's new. Uh, scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. What the hell is that thing called? Does, will Jesse ever know? He didn't do it. Ello. 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 I was nowhere E-L- near right. E L L O. And I'm also at Filthy Wizard there. Ooh, sorry. Kate. As we talked <laughs> about, fine. artists would rather die than go back to DeviantArt, apparently. Yeah. Um, apparently. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade and on Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Um, you can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake Lionheart on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. You can listen to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, or Fireside, and others. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to help us out, consider contributing to our Ko-fi page. That's ko-fi.com slash the salt report. And remember, kids, don't go around starting in-character drama at Evermore. <laughs> Good night. Good night.